0: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the Bibwack. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what is going on, guys? Here we go. Another day, another stage. 2023 Dakar Rally. That is right. It is stage number three going on right now. So still some of the bikes yet to finish on this stage. Uh, Obviously proving a challenging one. We talked about this yesterday. If you guys were listening in on that one, stage number three. Uh, A total of 669 kilometers, uh, 277 miles racing, and 137 miles of liaison. So remember, guys, liaison, that's commuting. So the commute to work uh, before these guys put in work uh, today was uh, 137 miles. Um, So... Definitely an interesting stage. Still a long one. We've had 300, 300, and now almost 400 mile days uh, for the Dakar already. And we are not even to the rest day yet on January 8th. So these guys got some work to do. But topping this one, going to start the show off right. I, I... not right gonna start this show off wrong actually uh so the news out of the bivouac and uh, the updates that i woke up to this morning it appears that ricky brabeck one of our american uh team members is actually uh was on his way to the hospital he did hit the deck and uh, was i guess feeling some pain in the column somewhere in there and so uh obviously uh While this is the biggest race uh, for rally raid in the world, uh, it is not absolutely worth pushing through something like this. It could be a very serious injury. So we're glad that he's being taken care of. The ASO was Johnny on the spot with medical and everything. Uh, Last I heard, they were in route or already arriving at the hospital for uh, him to be checked out. So. I hope it's nothing more than a sprained muscle and uh, and a little bit of a massage table, and maybe we can see him out there for uh, for some Dakar Challenge stuff. So we'll see if they're still doing that. I think they're still doing that. So basically, if you if you timed out, crashed out out of a stage, basically DNF'd, but you were cleared to continue to compete, you could go back out and go and grab a grab a stage win. You know go out and participate but you would not have a total classification time so basically you enter into another it's basically a very expensive tour of saudi arabia at that point but uh nevertheless it is good roadbook practice and well with roadbooks as you guys have seen the practice that these guys have been doing has been absolutely paying dividends you know mason klein Skyler house all of these guys have been practicing and practicing and practicing Hell, jacob argue right he's top 30 uh he has also been practicing roadbooks left and right and really like quick on catching his mistakes which i think is absolutely crucial uh when it comes to rally rate it's all about time so Speaking of which, uh, let's talk a little bit about that because uh, our boy Mason the Magician is going to be pulling off another podium for the stage already. Uh, so right now, as it stands now, remember guys, this is still kind of unofficial as the stage is still being ran at this moment by some of the competitors. Uh, but at this moment, your leader on that top spot, Daniel Sanders on the Red Bull Cast factory racing bike clocked in. A time of 4 hours, 24 minutes, and 15 seconds to finish first on the stage. And then Skyler Howes finishing up the stage on that Huskervana factory racing bike. 4 hours, 30 minutes, and 34 seconds, making up 3.14 for the day. So put in some work considering that he started third on the grid, moved up a spot, which is really, really good. Uh, then Mason Klein finishing on that number three spot uh, on the BAS World KTM Racing Team bike. He is finishing officially with a 431 14 so 4 hours 31 minutes and 14 seconds so in the end mason did not lose almost any time by opening the stage that is absolutely crazy uh and actually a testament to that and i was uh, super stoked to see that because this was this was the thing if you guys were listening to the last episode that we were a little bit nervous about is the fact that okay You're going to lead out the stage. You are going to be the one opening, making the tracks, making all of the decisions. You don't have tracks in front of you. And that is going to be an issue because that can be you don't if there's a tricky note, you may not have the benefit or you don't have the benefit of, Okay, well, it looks like more tracks went that way. So it must be that way, which is still dangerous, but sometimes it helps out a lot. Actually, most times it helps out a lot. There are times, though, you're going to get it wrong. We've seen that in previous Dakars where people took the wrong fork up a wash, and everybody did that, and then it turned into a whole thing. And I remember there was even, like, a little segment where they went out. I think it was Castera went out and was like, okay, look, here is the note. Here is the rock. This is where you guys went. This is where you were supposed to go. And some guys got it right, and, man, did they make up some time. So – speaking of which i did see something I'll, I'll confirm this but i this is totally something that i think he would say but uh there was an interview with skylar house talking about him working uh coming up on mason apparently he caught him about 100 kilometers in uh you know working working together on navigating and uh taking some of the pressure off of him but he says he uh he made a mistake on a waypoint came around turned around and by then mason had already cleared it was back up front so mason basically Opened and led the entire stage all the way back to the bivouac. So that is absolutely amazing. Perfect rally. No perfect stage. No navigation mistakes. So I'm looking forward to talking to him a little bit about that if we can get him on there. I am trying to stay out of their hair and let them race and let them do their things. We're going to have plenty of time to bench race on the on the stage day or the rest day or if not even after the Dakar. So, I'm, I'm you know, let's uh, let's let them race, let them do their thing, because I'm sure there's a bunch of I mean, you can see how many cameras are following them around and doing all this stuff. So, uh, you know, we're 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 hoping he's he's putting together his event. He's obviously focused. So that was absolutely excited to wake up to that news. So that is officially three stages three podiums on each stage. That is very, very cool. So uh, somebody's going to be, I think he may be looking for an additional sponsor to help cover the baggage fees for the hardware he's bringing home. So we're okay with that. That is absolutely awesome for the 21 year old getting out there. And it's not even an age thing. I mean, everybody rally is the great equalizer. You've got a road book and you've got navigation equipment and you got a bike. So I think that is absolutely crucial. So let's check in a little bit more. See what else we got here. Uh, Finish out the top 10. So Kevin Benavidez on the Red Bull factory racing bike. Four hours, 31 minutes and 38 seconds. Followed by John Breda Bort, number five. He is four hours, 35 minutes and 44 seconds. Followed by Toby Price in the number six spot on the Red Bull KTM factory racing. Four hours, 36 minutes and 29 seconds. Pablo Quintanilla in the number seven spot. 4.38.50, 438, 50. 4 hours, 38 minutes, and 50 seconds. And then you have Adrian Ben Beverin in the number eight spot, 4 hours, 39 minutes, and 43 seconds aboard that Monster Energy Honda. Joaquin Rodriguez on the Hero. Uh, you've got, or yeah, Hero Motorsports Team Rally. He is finishing up 4 hours, 40 minutes, and 20 seconds. That was a stage time. And then Nacho Cornejo on the Monster Energy Honda. 4 hours 40 minutes and 23 seconds. So that is your top 10 at the moment with Matthias Wagner in 11th, Luciano Santolini, uh, Santolino in the twelfth, Goncalves 13th, Ross Branch 14th and Luci 15th wrapping that up. So if you guys heard the episode from yesterday we were talking with gnarly Dave, we were talking about who's the top fives. Uh, we've got some top fives in there and actually it is a Honda Hero KTM Husqvarna sandwich. So all of the top competitors this is absolutely stacked field at the top, like literally any one of these guys is due for a overall at the Dakar rally. Yeah, we're going to throw Mason in there because he is already putting together a awesome rally, awesome event. Like I said, three stages, three podiums. That is absolutely killer. So that is what is going on right now. As they're working on that one, we'll be bringing you more updates. I'll talk a little bit more uh, for the next episode. We'll talk a little bit about how the rest of the guys are doing. We do have our boys, the American Rally Originals, out there. Uh, we do have the uh, we do have Jacob Argybright, Ace Nilsson, all of these guys out there. So we're definitely uh, looking for some updates on their behalf and what they are doing. Let's see if uh, what we can find on them. All right, so that was today's stage. Let's talk about stage number four because that is going to be coming up, coming in hot. Uh, So we'll get you guys some rundown on that one a little bit early, but that stage does start tonight. Uh, It looks like stage number four is going to be a total of 573 kilometers long. So still, again, not letting up. 263 miles of that or 425 kilometers is going to be your racing stage. And then you're going to tack on another 91 miles of commuting. So let's see what the app has to say about this so we can uh, get you guys that info here. Let's see stage number four. Come on. The Internet is not cooperating this morning. Or did they not? Oh, look at this. They haven't loaded it yet. All right. So we are going to be doing another preview show tonight, I think, for the uh, four, three and four, uh, the combination of it. So this is pretty cool. So they are kind of keeping it secret. One of the things in rally, guys, and I'll I'll, I'll just kind of go through it right now. But one of the things in rally is, is that you do not have you have to keep things as secret as possible as far as the route goes. So that's why we're not seeing like the map and some of the other stuff uh, being posted in. Uh, in the apps, on the tracking until the vehicles have taken off. We talked about it in last night's episode uh, about what the uh what these guys are trying to do some of the rule changes and obviously things like this to help slow the information the transfer of information down not only slowing the bikes down but also slowing things like clues of where the rally is going where the events are going to and all this stuff there are teams that pay a lot of money and used to pay a lot of money to people like map men that could literally you could hand them a road book you could tell them more or less where it started and they would line up a road book with an accuracy that was absolutely scary not in that, and they would also help with notes because sometimes in rally you may do a uh, an offshoot. You might go around this hill to the left, and the waypoint actually isn't past it until you know a, a couple hundred kilometers. So well, why am I going to go around this mountain if I could just go straight through? So finding things like that, even uh, a half a kilometer here, a half a kilometer there, all of that stuff adds up because a half a kilometer is still time on the books. So. That is one of the big things that uh, that you will see and one of the things that they've cut back on. That's why they're working on things like doing dual note or dual roadbooks. That's why they're doing electronic roadbooks. That may be coming soon, uh, but in the big time or in the meantime, not allowing uh, competitors to mark the roadbooks, but also only giving them to them about 15 or so minutes before the start of the stage. So although there was some pushback on that, it seems like everybody is getting along just fine we're seeing everybody navigate. Now it puts even more pressure on actually learning how to navigate the vehicle or navigate and learning how uh, to handle road books and stuff like that. So I am absolutely excited. We still got another long stage for these guys today. We still got guys out on the stage doing work. So I'm looking forward to bringing some more news on that one and getting that information to you guys. So with that being said, short episode, short update, let's see if we got anything else. Uh, let's see where, uh, on, mm-mm. Let's see. Yeah, so it looks like we still Yeah, we still have our American Rally Originals out on stage. Uh, let's check in with Ari Bright, see if he's uh, out on stage as well at the moment. Uh, it looks like, yes, he is also out on stage. Let's check with Nilsson. Ace Nilsson is out on stage as well. So, yeah, our guys are still out there. Running around, making things happen. So I'm absolutely excited to see what comes of this tonight. We'll talk a little bit more about it. But in the meantime, that is your update for stage number three of the 2023 Dakar rally. So hope you guys are tuning in, and enjoying the episodes. Do not forget, like, share, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Let's get some more updates going. And remember, we've got a few rallies coming up in North America. So do not forget, you got Baja Rally announcing the opening of their entry and that already right away jumped up to about 20 entrants just like that so entry list is already posted they are absolutely exciting you have got a pretty good stacked field in there looking forward to seeing some of those guys and then of course you have the kota rally that's going to be coming up and then of course sonora rally sonora rally now going to be a round of the world rally raid championship so got an email yesterday from the from them from the organization and man are they getting ready for a gnarly event so there are some things we are going to talk about this as we get a little bit closer. Going to try and pin down uh, Darren Skelton from the Sonora Rally uh, for a quick update on what is going on there. We are getting close to that one. I want to make sure that everybody knows that they have a home with the, both the national class and the major event. So, you, the flavor is not changing. Like a lot of people have said, there's a lot of uh, rumor and speculation. So I'll nail some of those details down. If we can get them on the show, that would be great. If not, I'm going to really work on making, sur- making sure we got the right information out there for you guys. So anyway, with that being said, guys, that is a wrap for today's stage update. Look for another update later on tonight. We may even double up ooh, two episodes in one day about the same stage. Yeah, we need, we, we need coverage on our boys. So anyway, with that being said, guys, have a great day at work. We will talk to you guys a little later tonight. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.